It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you find yourself stuck and what feelings or emotions you're actually experiencing at the moment. There is a Savior. There is a Redeemer. And His name is Jesus Christ. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. This is Victoria, and I am so grateful that you are taking time out of your day to push play on this episode. It means the world to me. And every week when I start the podcast episodes, begin to format them or script them out, I'm always mindful of how can this make a difference in your life? Or why is this even important? What is the message that will leave you with a little nugget of inspiration in your life? And I struggled a little bit with this particular psalm. It's Psalm 137, An Experience of the Captivity is the subtitle there. And if you've been hanging with me for a while, you know that every month we dig into the psalms. I found this list of the psalms ranked by popularity And that's the otherwise random order that I've chosen. So we didn't go like starting with Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, and in the regular normal order. But instead, I I mixed things up a little bit. And I, I wanted to do that just one for fun and to see what the most popular Psalms were. And also, I wanted to do it because it seemed like on whatever day that I posted that particular episode... I was curious on how that might fit into what was going on in the world and in life today, or maybe it would relate to some particular personal issue that was going on. And overall, they have seemed to fit really nicely into the scope of the podcast. And as you know, the podcast is all about thoughts, emotions, feelings, and mindsets. And I love the Psalms because they are so emotionally expressive. King David wrote most of them, and we can always see in any given psalm how he progresses through really tough and life-threatening situations as he pins what's going on. Sometimes he laments, he praises, he cries, he imprecates his enemies, he shows all measure of emotion and human feelings, the ups, downs, the highs, the lows, really the extremes. He vents to God, but almost always he ends with thanksgiving and adoration for his creator. And that's a practice that we can employ as well, even though here we are so many years later. Now, this particular psalm, Psalm 137, is only nine verses long and it's actually grouped thematically in three verses at a time like three groups of three and the first session section the first several verses are the very sad complaint and lament of the jews when they were in captivity in babylon you'll remember that they were there for 70 years after the fall of the holy city of jerusalem after it fell to the babylonians they conquered them and the second group of stanzas or the the next group of three verses talks of the scoffing and all the wicked treatment of their enemies the babylonians the edomites yet they were still determined to remember jerusalem and then the last three verses talk about 
the judgments that, that they imprecate upon their captors, Edom and, and Babylon. And But you know what? I struggle to find a way to relate to this psalm and to relate it to what we may be going through. But what I'd like to do is focus a little bit more on the subtitle, which, as I said a moment ago, is an experience of the captivity. And as our central theme, and especially if you've ever been caught in the throes of addiction or bondage, or if you've ever really felt stuck in some way, that particular subtitle and the thoughts of being in captivity, although you and I really aren't prisoners, though we certainly could be in a spiritual sense, it will still kind of drive home some similar connections, I think, between between how we may live now and struggles we may have and the struggles that the Jews had way back when. Now, first, I'm going to read the psalm to you and then so you'll get it you'll really get a an idea of what it's all about and then we'll go into a little just a few takeaways psalm 137 the niv version by the rivers of babylon there we sat down and wept when we remembered zion upon the willows in the midst of it we hung our harps For there our captors demanded of us songs, and our tormentors jubilation, saying, Sing for us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy, Remember, Lord, against the sons of Edom, the day of Jerusalem, those who said, Lay it bare, lay it bare to its foundation. Daughter of Babylon, you devastated one, blessed will be the one who repays you with the retribution with which you have repaid us. Blessed will be the one who seizes and dashes your children against the rock. And this is the word of the Lord. This psalm suggests that captives do four things. Number one, captives reach a point of utter defeat with their tears. Their souls are ravaged and laid bare. Number two, they remember how good they had it. Some of the Levites presumably were able to carry with them the harps that were used in ceremonies and holy holidays back in Jerusalem. They were able to take those with them when they were carried away in captivity. But now in this moment, they're just hanging them on a tree as something useless. It wasn't the same anymore and everything felt ruined to them. Number three, their captors required them to joyfully sing. Well, have you ever been forced to do something against your will, especially when you did not feel like it? You know, this little passage reminded me of Dr. Edith Eager, and she was a Holocaust survivor who was forced to dance in front of the German soldiers. And it's kind of the same thing here. Have you heard her tell that story? It's quite fascinating. Her whole testimony and her journey is just really interesting and inspirational. Well, the Babylonian captors here not only said to, to, to the Jews, sing your holy songs, but they wanted them to sing with glee and jubilation. I mean, can you imagine? It's like such mockery. 
Well, and number four, the captives pray to God for justice and for things to be made right. Their words are rather harsh and almost inconceivable toward the very end of this psalm, but they're marked with sobering pleas for justice and truth. Okay, so that's the psalm, I thought. How can we relate? So let's bring this to personal scenarios of captivity, if we can. Or maybe even where you're stuck. If, For example, if you find yourself in troublesome behavior that you just can't quite make it out of or find freedom from, perhaps you can take these same steps or at least consider them. So imagine a scenario right now in your own life where you're like, "Mm, I do this, but I don't want to do this. Or I say this, but I don't want to keep saying this. Or I'm really stuck with hidden sin, but I don't really want to continue to be stuck here. These things might be helpful for you. So number one, the question is, have you reached the point of utter surrender and defeat in the midst of this hardship, in the midst of this captivity, so to speak, or this bondage? Well, if you have, this is probably a very good thing because it opens the door for God's grace and his mercy to rush in. And number two, as you reflect on your past, can you picture what you had before? Sin oftentimes leads us to places that are very dark and we just don't like them and they're very uncomfortable to us. And so what the captives did in their you know, in Babylon is they remembered what they had before. So the question is, do you long for that type of restoration and stability again in your life? Again, this acknowledgement and awareness is very similar to that of the prodigal son who thought to himself, and this is, I'm going to quote from Luke 15, starting at verse 17. He said this, when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and he went to his father. Okay, so remember the Israelites or the children of God. They had grossly sinned against God, which in part explained why they were there in captivity in the first place. So examine your own thoughts about your past. Be aware of what you're thinking. Identify your emotions and feelings. It's so healthy to do so. Some of those fond memories may be exactly what you need to help motivate you to change, to desire something better than the predicament you're in at the moment. So engage when you engage in those, I mean, memories or thoughts, when you engage in those memories, allow them to inspire you and give you that a little bit of a push and to keep the motivation going to help you change and kind of get unstuck, of course, with God's help. <clears throat> Number three, you know, it's di- what the captives did is they did things when they didn't feel like doing them. Yes, they were absolutely ridiculed and very put out by the request. They were humiliated, essentially. But sometimes I tried to say, how can we relate that? But I thought I remembered my own depression or times when I feel overwhelmed and like I just couldn't break free from that mindset, that overwhelmed mindset, especially here we are in December with the holiday season. It's so easy for us to feel overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is almost like a shutdown mode. 
I heard Brene Brown say today, she was on the Today Show recently or one of those morning shows, and she was talking about her new book, and she said something about overwhelm. She said, it's one thing to acknowledge our emotions and our feelings, which is critically important because then we know how to deal with them properly. But it's another thing to keep telling ourselves, I feel overwhelmed, I feel overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed, I can't do my life, to engage all those types of thoughts. And so we can, when we catch ourselves saying those, we can immediately recognize what we're thinking about and what we're saying and what we're, what we're expressing over our lives and to ourselves and over our situations. And then we can begin to say, whoa, let me switch that back. Let me turn this around. You may feel like life has just sucked, you know, like just sucked you into a void or you're just, you're, you've got the breath knocked out of you or something. You may be mundanely going through the motions like, okay, I'm supposed to be jubilant and happy and singing these wonderful songs, but instead I'm feeling flatlined and lifeless and it's hard to be jolly and upbeat like the rest of the world seems to be. Well, this is when we acknowledge exactly where we are and where we want to be. And we can use that also to motivate us to kind of get out of that that um, stuck feeling that we're kind of in. So we start looking at all our thoughts that may be playing interference with the direction that we should be moving. And I know it was an atrocity for the captors to demand that the Hebrew children dance and play and be joyous. It was such a personal affront. But... I thought of somebody else too, and we can fast forward to Paul. Do you remember how he and Silas sang in prison? So think about that. They were, I can't remember where they were at that time in prison, whether they were on, like, quote, not really enemy, but sort of enemy Roman territory at not or not at that point. But, but they, you know, because that's one of the lines the Hebrew children, the, the Jews said, like, how can we sing when we're, we're so far from Jerusalem? And how can we be joyous? But here we have Paul, who was far from home, I believe, at that moment, and they sang in prison. We can also train our minds and brains to give thanks and to tap into that inner joy that God alone provides. And we can sing during whatever stage we are in or wherever we may find ourselves. We actually can make it a point to do that. And the last thing that I mentioned was praying. The captives prayed. Now they prayed for justice, but we can also pray asking God to make things right for us. We recognize our sinful behavior and what got us here in the first place. We long for something better and then we pivot. We ask God for justice and to help us make those things right. We release the outcome and fully rely and trust him for taking one more step in the night in the right direction that we need to take he indeed will turn our mourning into dancing and our tears into authentic shouts of joy so there you have it that's the scoop on that particular psalm that i've kind of come up with and i want to share also at this moment i want to take just a few moments before we close out to talk about the devotional it is now available on pre-order for like Kindle on Amazon, it will actually launch or drop and be available for purchase as, as a paperback on December the 6th. It might even be a little bit sooner than that, but that's the, the latest it will be. And I'll certainly put the link in the show notes. And 
I so hope you get a copy of this book for you. It will make a great gift to give to some of your your female friends, your the your sisters, your daughters, your friends with whom you're in a small group or Sunday school class. It'd be a great book to do next year. 365 devotions, choose to think, find peace and joy and hope and health and freedom every single day. And it's in a way like this psalm in that it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter where you find yourself stuck and what feelings or emotions you're actually experiencing at the moment, there is a Savior, there is a Redeemer, and His name is Jesus Christ. He is the risen Son of God, and He will enter your life. And when you keep your eyes on Him as the author and perfecter of your faith, He will open doors you've never dreamt were, you didn't even see see a door there. He will open the way for you to come out from beneath any type of captivity or bondage and he will he will shine the light he's the light of the world and he's going to shine the light for you so please please let me know what you think about the book a matter of fact if you could get it and read just a little you know a few pages of it and then write a review for me it would be just amazing and i couldn't thank you enough for that they say that those reviews in the first couple of weeks are paramount for other people finding out about the book. I mean, it's hard to get a review if you haven't read the book and it's not a book that's designed to be read like a novel or something like that. It's designed to be read over 365 days. So what you would do is just glance through several of the different days, just kind of tiptoe your way through the book and then from that write your review. It doesn't have to be long, just a couple of sentences would be amazing. I also have another gift for you, especially if December is just about to get you hiney, the way I say it, just about to kick you into gear, is it's called the Ultimate Christmas List Making and Survival Kit. I call it a kit because it has a gazillion ideas and it's got recipes. It has templates for lists, like to plan your special party. It has little gift tags that you can print. They're already ready-made. And it has crafts to do with your kids, your grandkids. It's just what I have personally used over the last couple of decades. And I put all of those documents together and compiled this big kit of things. And I'd love to put that in your hands. So I'll also put that into the show notes. So thank you again for subscribing. I want to close out with prayer here in a moment, but Thank you for listening, subscribing, wherever you may listen, making a favorite, and leaving a review even on the podcast really, really, really helps. I also appreciate it if you share an episode link, if you find it helpful to you or a blessing to you, if you'll just share that on social media or text the link to a friend, something like that would be so helpful. So for now, let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for this day that you have given. Today is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in this day. Father, I pray for that one listener who is struggling right now and who says, you know, I just can't 
do my life anymore. Yeah, I want what I used to have. Yeah, I want something different. Yeah, I need something new and I want a fresh start, but I just don't know how to get it and how to get there. And Father, I ask that you would touch that individual with your truth, with your healing hand, and that you would speak tenderly to them and help them to sense that you are Emmanuel, you are ever present. Speak into their life, their situation, help them to pivot their thoughts and their eyes in your direction. Help them to remember your truths, what you say about them, what you say about you, and what you say about their situation. Nothing is hopeless. Nothing is hopeless because we have you. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the light of the world. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus, so to pave the way for us so that we could follow him in his footsteps and have a life that's different from the life that maybe other folks are having so that we could have a life and then share that, that what it really means to be an on-fire Christian with inner joy just bubbling up within us. Help us to know what that means and help us to taste that despite our earthly situations and scenarios. But I pray that you would help that person, that you would that it, you would manifest yourself to that individual who's struggling and that you would help them to begin that process today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And finally, as I close out, you may be thinking, why do you even podcast, Victoria? Why are you writing a book? What's going on with all of that? And the short answer is because I'm a Christian life coach, and I would love to coach you in your life. Now, coaches are different from counselors. I am certified as a Christian life coach, but life coaches actually are very forward focused. We don't do any type of psychoanalysis or anything like that. I'm not qualified to do that. But what I can do is share my experience, share all the tips and tricks that I have to help you gain clarity in your thought life, to help you gain clarity with your future, where you're headed, where you want to be. We can talk through those sticky situations that you may be in, and I can help you reframe some of those thoughts that may be lies that you're believing, or they could even be thoughts that may lead you in the wrong direction. So that's kind of what a coach does. I offer a free 60-minute thought strategy session. You can go to my website at choosetothink.co. That's .co and get all the information there. And the two is the number two in that address. Choose number two, choose to think. Co. You can also find me at victoriadwalker.com. Either way, whichever one's easier for you to remember. But there's a I offer a free thought strategy session where we can just do that, just kind of get to know each other, and and I'm I'm here to help and to serve you. And all I ask in return from that session is a testimonial. That's it. But I only can schedule a few of those a month. So hurry, don't don't miss a chance to do that. And we'll just chat for an hour like two girl pals sitting around having a cup of coffee. I would love to help you. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.